Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Pandora makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album, and we'll make you a personalized station for free. Download on the Apple App Store or Google Play and enjoy the soundtrack to your life. This message is brought to you by Colaguard. Colaguard is a one-of-a-kind, non-invasive colon cancer screening test. The test kit is delivered right to your doorstep, so you can collect your sample in the privacy of your own home. There's no special prep, no need for time off, and no changes to your diet or medication. Your Colaguard collection kit comes with simple instructions. But if you have any questions, they have a customer care line you can call 24-7. If you're 45 or older, at average risk for colon cancer, ask your provider about Colaguard. Colaguard is available by prescription only. Learn more at colaguard.com slash listen. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every touchdown, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a 99-yard pass to score a touchdown or a fumble in the first minute of the game. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Start clean with Clorox. Because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, honey. You know your dad's world-famous chili. Yeah, the one that takes 24 hours to make. So I was trying to help out and bring the pot to the table, but it was like super hot. And then I um dropped it. And now the floor looks all, you know, stained with chili. Look, the point is, you guys cool with pizza for dinner? <laughs> Honey? Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. If you're a beginning podcaster or someone who just wants to make things easy on their journey, Spotify for Podcasts is the perfect platform for you. They allow you to record your podcast and edit it, not only from your computer, 
but your phone as well. So you can do it on the go, wherever you are. You can make money from your podcast through ads provided by the platform or through subscriptions from your audience with no catch at all. They even take the liberty of distributing your podcast not only to the Spotify platform, but every other podcast and platform as well. Just like that. All you have to do is record, edit, hit publish, and Spotify takes care of the rest. I use Spotify Podcasters to start my journey. Bibbs used it to start his journey. We used it to start the Mavs Outsiders journey. And now you have the opportunity to use it to start your journey as well. To get started, all you have to do is download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Hey, Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Feels like it's been a month, but we're back here yet again on the Mavs Outsiders podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike Bibbins, on Twitter at Bibbs Corner. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Reese Williams, at MFR25 on Twitter, at MindTheReese, on your other social media platform. We won't say, we won't go into why it's not MindTheReese on Twitter no more. That's neither here nor there. The past is the past. Time has been served. Records have been expunged. Um, Reese, it's Memorial Day weekend. We're recording a day late. Because we were both being fat yesterday. Uh, how you feeling? Um, weekend was cool. My my weekend ended really shitty. Uh, <clears throat> personal shit that I won't get into here. But um, I was about to say something. Oh, the old mind of Reese thing. I just happened to be like, oh, let me let me search my my email see if they ever got back to me. Yeah, they denied me twice. I'm not getting that page back. Um. <laughs> yeah one one time they denied me so quick i didn't realize it it came a day after i put the appeal in damn um so yeah m of r 25 on twitter if you will um my weekend was cool though uh the past week was cool enjoyed memorial day weekend saturday my plans did not go as planned so i took some sunflower seeds i took a bottle of wine i went down near the harbor, got some Rita's, sat, watched the water, watched some white folk jog. I sat in, okay, continue. Sat in front of a restaurant. The restaurant provided the music. So I just enjoyed a nice breeze and people watched. Um Sunday. <laughs> enjoying the ambiance. Okay. <laughs> Sunday, um, I hit two cookouts. They still technically didn't go as planned, but I hit two cookouts. Um, I had a great time, stayed out longer than I planned. But, you know, obviously we know that since we're recording on Monday now. Um, yeah, my, my company didn't leave till like midnight, so we wasn't recording. Oh, shit. Um, should I mention the movies that I saw last week? Sure. I saw hey, um... Show notes. If y'all don't care about the rest of this shit, show notes. All right, continue. We shouldn't have to keep telling y'all this. I just gotta make sure you for the new people. Yeah. But for the new people, 
So I saw Fast X last Tuesday. All right, we can skip that for sure. We can. I, I, I think you want to hear this. I think you want to hear this. Second, thirty second, thirty seconds. I think you want to hear this. So I took my mom because that's our thing. We watch all the Fast and Furious movies together. Um, we saw it in IMAX. Mm. Really didn't need to, but saw it in IMAX. Okay. Um, over two hours long, way too, way too long. Like, and it's like, part of me was like, man, this shit just keep getting more ridiculous. But then I keep thinking about the old shit, and I'm like, ah, eh, it's not as ridiculous. Okay. What was the last one you saw? Was it six with the plane? It was yeah, it was the runway joint. I couldn't do it. Okay. The motherfuckers drove across the earth. All oh, that runway. <laughs> Spoiler alert for anyone who has not seen Fast X. I don't care. I gotta say this because I've been waiting to say this to Bibs. Let's say a minute. Let's say skip a minute ahead. <laughs> skip a minute ahead. Actually, skip two minutes ahead just in case. Yeah. Because his reaction to this might. You remember, do you remember the end, like the climax to six with the plane and and all that? Like uh like the fights on the plane and and the chick she she shot and she fell off the plane and shit and died or whatever. Yeah, yeah. She's alive. <laughs> you just keep reincarnating people, like this is what we do it. Literally, the last shot in the movie, the last shot in the movie, a submarine comes up from out the ice. Don't ask. A submarine comes up from out the ice and and I they show someone from a distance and I'm looking. I'm like, I know that ain't who the fuck I think it is. Captain America. Like- and she pulls the binoculars from her face. And I said I was sitting next to my mother. I said, what the hell? How are you gonna explain her? She did the, the rainbow way or whatever it is on Dragon Ball Z. She I get I guess the DCEU went down and everybody trying to go back to their old jobs now. I don't understand. But the movie ended on a cliffhanger because this is a part one to a part two. Allegedly, maybe three, but yeah, probably three since they they apparently the exec saw fast 10 and said, Can you make a third one? I admire that they're actually like, let's do a story here. Because to be quite honest, I like this better than nine. It kind of felt like a return to form with. It felt more like Fast and the Furious five. Than it did some of the recent ones that are just completely outrageous. We actually got a race in this. Okay. Um. Jason Momoa, though. Fantastic. Mm, okay. This motherfucker. He was like, a, a, um, I almost damn near said like a, a feminine Joker, but the Joker's pretty effeminate. He's like the damn Joker. Like, dude was painting dead guys' toenails and fingernails and talking to wearing pigtails and shit. He was amazing. He was hamming it up. He knew exactly what movie he was in. He wasn't taking it too serious. And I love that. Uh, but this movie only gets like a six out of ten. And it's not a bad six out of ten. It's just like, eh, whatever. Little Mermaid. 
Okay. I saw Wednesday. I was chilling Wednesday. Once again, things did not go as planned Wednesday. So I said, hey, I'm, I'm going to go to a movie. Let, let me see what's out. And I saw AMC had um, an early access screening to, to Little Mermaid. I was thinking, damn, I probably got to pay for this. My AMC stub membership probably doesn't cover this. Spike? Yes, it did. So got to go for free. Theater was packed. I had to get like one seat on the edge. Uh, when I went, I got this. Okay. I can make it out. Yeah. Um, I got that. Oh, it's got a back to it, too. Okay. Reversible? Yeah. Yeah. When I first saw it, I damn near licked the poster. So, um, <clears throat> going into this movie, I was I like... She's not a child no more. Okay. Yeah, she's not a child. And to be frank, I, I never really knew her as a child. So, anyone that's trying to say, oh, that's weird. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I already know how motherfuckers would be. Like, oh, you watched I grow up as a child? No, I didn't. Um, um, yeah, going into this movie, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna be feeling this. I'm not a huge fan of the original Little Mermaid. It's a great movie. It just was never one of my favorite Disney movies. Um, yeah, I can't say I didn't even know how it goes. Like I knew how it go, how it went. A few things I forgot and I was reminded watching this, but for the most part, I knew how the story went. Um, and it's not a long story either. The movie's like, hour and 20 minutes long or something like that um the original oh, i was about to say yeah um no this one's like over two hours you know how that go uh oh shit they ain't look good at all i just happened to look over saw the replay um <clears throat> and, and the trailers for it look kind of ashy i was like oh, I don't... yeah i don't know why the thing had to be so dark yeah it's like and then the photos released where they was like oh why they got her looking like a slave and Shit was crazy. I enjoyed the fuck out of this movie. I gave it a 9 out of 10. I'm going to be honest. I probably dropped my score down 1, but I'm not dropping it below an 8. Like, okay. It's at least an 8 out of 10 for me. Uh, I enjoyed this, especially as somebody who did not really, not a big fan of the original, so I don't really have much bias going in, but uh, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it. I did. Saying it with a crowd helps, especially with a bunch of people in there. Hallie was singing a song and like she had hit a note and it was a, I knew she was a black woman. I couldn't see it, but I knew she was a black woman. She was like, ooh. I said, yeah, you know, she she hit the hell out of that motherfucker. After the songs, people was applauding, you know, nice atmosphere. So uh, I think Little Mermaid is worth the watch, but that's all I really got into. It, it's really not much out worth saying right now. Yeah, I, I've skipped movies these past couple of weeks. Well, I didn't skip movies. I watched stuff on streaming. Okay. Um, but uh, I've been I've been trying to catch up on shows recently. Uh, finished Succession, so I, I needed to do that. Van Lathan gave me a spoiler, pissed me off. Um, and it was so it was dumb because I texted my friend about watching it and open Twitter, and literally it's Van there with a big ass spoiler. I was like, I meant to not even open this app. It'll I feel like I saw that, but I didn't understand the significant yeah, difference. Of the first thing I see is the the spoiler, pretty much. Like basically, the whole show is about figuring out who's going to be standing at the end. And okay, basically. I saw that. Then he said this person is a successor. Yeah, like no, like why the fuck? Anyway, <laughs> I know some people were pissed in the comments. I already know. 
I didn't even look because I didn't want further confirmation or any other details, but I know they were pissed in the comments. And I know he's going to talk about it on some podcast somewhere, someplace. Um, what else? Uh, Succession, uh, as far as how it ended, man, crazy, crazy ending. Um, but how it had to kind of how it had to end as far as I won't get into the details because I don't know if people have watched it. I'm not going to spoil anything, but um, my prediction about who was going to be at the top may have mean I, I didn't know who was going to be at the top. I didn't really have a prediction, but my prediction about who wasn't going to be <laughs> at the top was 100 percent accurate. So I was glad for that. Uh, it's a weird show because you hate every character and Damn. like you don't really you shouldn't like any character. You shouldn't necessarily want any of them to be at the top, but you find yourself like um, maybe this person would be the least terrible person to to end up at the top at the end. Uh, I found myself rooting for a lot of the side characters in that show. Anyway, uh, what else? I started watching The Night Agent on Netflix. Uh, nice little action, espionage, spy thriller. Um, six or seven episodes in now. I had to stop it to record this podcast. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm gonna finish it tonight. It's ten episodes, but definitely into it. Definitely feeling it. Uh, if you like action spy stuff, definitely go for it. The, the main character is a, a young FBI agent. Uh, first scene, he stops a terrorist attack, but you find out like later he people thought he was in on it, and he's been like majorly demoted. Um, and then some shit pops off and he ends up having to try to save save the, the country. Um when does that show class of 03 or whatever? Class uh, of 09. 09. Airs on Wednesdays. It's um, already started though. Yes. Okay, I gotta check that out. Week at a time. I'm I have enjoyed it so far. Uh it's, it's also interesting. It's also got some spy elements, obviously. So FBI and something, some type of big situation is happening. It's a weird show where it jumps around in time. So like you meet them as their students in 09, then it jumps to 2023 and it jumps to 2037 or something like that. Um, so it gives you those three time periods. A couple of times it's gone further back to like establish storylines with older characters and it'll jump within episodes. So like the episode will start present day, 2030, uh, whatever. And you can tell how old they are because they get Brian Tyree Henry like some gray hair. Um, the main chick, Kate Mara, she has or she has like a bionic eye of some sort in the future. <clears throat> so like you'll see her like in the future, off. future. Yeah, like it's <laughs> twenty thirty something that they're supposed to be in, and there's some like AI that they use to stop crimes, basically in the future. Like they, it puts pieces to the puzzle together quicker than like a regular investigator could. Um, but somebody might be going rogue with it is what the main problem is for the show. Okay. And then it goes again back in time to establish relationships and stuff like that. Interesting show. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far. It's one of those things where I wish I maybe didn't start right away so that I could have like a few episodes to watch at a time because the episodes feel too short as you're going through it. Um, so I will say maybe wait at least halfway so you can do like a quick binge if you okay. uh, I think next week's episode is the fifth. I don't know. I didn't check how many are going to be in the season. What shows are you watching now? Like, are you looking to watch any shows you haven't watched before? Are you watching a lot of shows that 
you know, shows that you like that are just currently on. Yeah, I watch the stuff that I've like that has been out that I've missed. So I had the new one, obviously, Class of 09 is just something new. Uh, the Night Agent have seen on my recommendations for a long time. I just hit play on it to kill some time. Uh, I finished working moms. Um, they did their thing with the last season as well. It's a weird show because it's like it's like a raunchy women's comedy. Like the, the women are out of pocket and they're intended to be out of pocket. Um, but then they also go through like some real stuff that like is relatable, I would imagine, for a lot of people. Um, for example, the the main character's husband cheats on her one season. Um, the the black lady they introduce in a later season, she's like the head of a company and she's never been able to have children. She thinks she can't, but then she finds a way to get pregnant and has the debate between whether or not she wants to actually do this now or if it'll jeopardize like her standing as this like boss lady, basically like that she's known as around town. Um, and then in the last season, after she has the baby, she's like trying to work with the baby and like making it uncomfortable for everybody. So she has to make some tough decisions there. Um, <laughs> but again, it gets into some very wild stuff. One of the ladies gets a BBL at one point. Um, and every time she came on screen, I was dying because I was like, are they going to like one season? I just expected it to be gone. But no, nah, they came around. She had the wagon the rest of the, the, rest <laughs> of the way. <laughs> Of course, she ended up with a black dude. <laughs> I was dying. I was dying. Um, but yeah, funny show. Funny show. Uh, again, raunchy comedy. Uh, a lot. There's a lot of those that popped up, like raunchy women's comedies. Um, the lady, the reason I watched it, the main character, she was on Blackish for a while, but she was like a very small role. And I was like, they gave her a whole show, but apparently she's one of the writers on it too. And the guy that plays her husband is her husband in real life. And she based a lot of the show on her real life. Oh, by the way, Aquafina was just as annoying as in Little Mermaid as you can fucking expect. I mean, I think I saw you saw I heard that clip. Yeah, I, I saw the clip. I had to listen to the whole song. That's unfortunate. <laughs> um, do you anyway. watch Dave or have you ever watched Dave? No, that's the little Dicky. Uh, yeah, I'm watching that too. Enjoying it. So far, we'll see how it goes. I'm ready to get back to some movies, though. I'm ready to get back to the movies. Would you be taking any recommendations? On movies or shows? Shows. I have like a thousand shows to watch, but let's see what you got. Maybe it's one that's already on my... Ever- I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, I know you like know some superhero stuff. I don't know if you're deep into superhero stuff. But uh, Arrow... That used to come on the seat. Ain't that like 30 seasons? <laughs> I think it's like eight or nine, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even want you to watch all of the seasons. <laughs> Why you bring it up? I want you to watch like one through two or three, and after that, just say fuck it. Like 170 episodes. God dang. Actually, then again, each season is like 20-something episodes, so three seasons is already 60-something. You know what? Don't even watch Arrow. I say, that's 45 minutes of episode, too. It's not like it's a little sitcom that you can breeze through casually. Um, oh, man. Oh, Ted Lasso is up to the, the penultimate episode as well. Oh, okay. Uh, I, saw, I keep seeing people complain about the current season, saying that they're sending like too many like forced messages, and I didn't feel it. Like, I was fine with it up until this last episode. There was something that happened that was like, why, why did we need to do this? 
Like they're trying to make it, they're trying to tie everything up too cleanly for me. Some stuff can just be left messy. Like we don't, everybody don't need a happy ending. I kind of want to rewatch The Wire, like from start. To I need to watch The Wire, period. Yeah. That should be like first priority on your list. I've been debating between it and The Sopranos, and since I can't decide which one to do first, I just put it off in perpetuity. The Wire. Nothing against The Sopranos, but do The Wire first. Because, you know. I, I think I've forgotten most of the spoilers, so it might be a good time <laughs> before I start seeing them again. It's fair. Say but, what? I said that's fair. I think you should watch it, though. Check yeah, it out. I think every time I think to watch it, I see a major spoiler. I'm like, God damn. It's only five seasons. Yeah, that's why I like, I mean, most of the good shows, four or five seasons and out. And it's an HBO show, so you ain't got to worry about like 20. I'm sorry, what is season. HBO? HBO doesn't exist. It's Max. I'm sorry, it's Max. Bullshit. Max. It's, <clears throat> no, fuck that. It's an HBO show. <clears throat> God damn it. It's an HBO show. You you ain't got to worry about 20 episode seasons. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll. After I finish Night Agent, maybe I'll hit play on that. Finally. Maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we'll talk about it. I, think I we- don't have Max anymore, so I got to. Yeah. It just came out last week. You don't have it anymore? I got rid of HBO Max before it even came out. Okay. okay. Yeah, I need to make some tough decisions. Financially. Yeah, some stuff got to go. I'm looking at this $1.5 million house down the street. Okay, down the street. Down the street. It's down the street. Okay, it's got uh seven bedrooms, six baths. Uh, it's got a wet bar, uh, custom pool. Yeah, uh, custom. Pool. What the fuck is a custom pool? It's like like not a little circle pool. It's got like a design and shit to it. Um, okay, outdoor basketball court, um, sauna, uh, an, an entire gym, uh, which I believe they said will come fully equipped. Off the bat, uh, 15,000 square feet. I'm really, uh, I think I'm feeling it. I think I'm going to put a, put a bid in. But I might need to cancel Netflix to make it happen. You know who probably lit it? That motherfucker who keep riding that mod- motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could kill two birds with one. <laughs> oh, man. It's, you know what's funny? They don't even have pictures of the house. They just have pictures of the like the fancy shit a, a part of the house. Like, I don't know what the actual house looks like. I don't know. Wait, you for real? It's really down the street. It's down the street. I, I thought you was bush. I was on Zillow, like looking around. I was looking for like four or five bedroom joints. Don't ask why. But I was looking for like four or five bedroom joints. And then this thing came up in my search. And I was like, seven bedrooms. And then I saw 1.5 milli. I was like, what? What the what hell? they think living around this motherfucker? Where they tuck this off at? Because most of the houses around it are like three to 500,000. But then it's just this 1.5 million dollar house just plopped in the off to the side. So uh, very, very interesting. Anyway, I think we've, we've gone off on. I, I didn't even plan to go on no tangent, but here we are. Yeah, let's let's get into the basketball talk before this goes on too long. Because Lord knows we don't want to talk about the basketball portion for too long. Let's get to it. So we got to talk about these rumors. We got to talk about these rumors. Let me pull up the, the, the list of rumors that I don't give a fuck about, but I'm going to talk about them anyway. 
All right. So first of all, Luca, Luca workout videos hitting the web. People going crazy about Luca working on his fitness. Any thoughts, cares, or concerns? None at fucking all. Like, yeah, it's cool. Appreciate it. Glad you, you know, taking this time to, excuse me, work on your fitness or whatever. Um, He doesn't have any, like, Slovenian basketball shit this summer, right? He might, actually. Yeah. There is something happening at the end of the summer. If he does, then that's probably why he's getting in shape. Anyway, I don't look too deep into it. He came into shape last season. Shit was cool. You know, uh, it kind of slacked off whether you want to contribute that to injury or not. You know, she'll prerogative. Um, but I and to be honest, it's not just a Luca thing. I don't look too deep into the offseason training shit with a lot of people. Now, granted, I did kind of with Josh Green last year. But even when we were talking about it last year, I said when we want a podcast like, hey, I want to see the results. All this training don't mean shit. So, yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I don't care about this Luca training situation. Um, I just care how he comes into the season. And once again, Luca is near the bottom of my list of concerns for this offseason um, in every way. So I'm not I don't have any comments. I don't care how he looks right now. Uh, I'll care how he looks when we start playing basketball in October. Till then. Good on him. Congratulations, brother. That ain't none of my business. Um, And it gives you all something to talk about. So by all means, have your fun talking about his fitness. Shout out to the not even the Mavs organization, just everything to do with the Mavericks, because maybe I just don't see it because I'm my timeline isn't filled with other NBA teams fandoms. But how the Mavericks continue to have something to talk about every fucking week astonishes me. Like when we get close to the episode, we're like, damn, well, well, no, we're going to talk about boom, put it right on the desk. Like Jay Jonah fucking Jameson. Boom. There's your fucking report. There's your news. Every week, it never fails. It's funny because, you know, I've been trying to put together this this roster of GMs for the play GM situation. And like certain teams, I was struggling to find people. And I was like, let me go to their team social media page and like see who I follow that's a fan of these teams, blah, 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 blah. And then I would find a person and I would go to their page and they like haven't said a thing about their team in a week to, you know, five days. And then like the last thing they said was like responding to a list somebody put together that mentioned a player. Like, no, why, why can't, why every other team got to be drama free? Like, I don't if somebody just randomly went to my page and didn't read my bio, they would have no idea I'm a Mavs fan because in the offseason and nothing's going on. I'm not talking about these guys like I'm not trying to. I let y'all talk about it. Sometimes I'll reply to stuff. I'll engage in conversation, but I'm not going out of my way to tweet about them after the way they have stressed me out this entire season. I am a free man. I can't remember who it was. I think KT was messaging me about something. And I was just like, you know what? I am enjoying <laughs> this downtime, <laughs> not having to be stressed about these Dallas Mavericks. Facts. Um, Better enjoy it because once free agency mm-hmm. hit, boy. I've been in, in I've been in intentionally avoiding engaging in any other conversations around rumors, 
plans, draft picks. Like I've been tuning everybody out because I don't want anybody's influence determining what I do when I play GM. After I play GM, then I will start. I don't care about rumors anyway, but then I'll start like responding. First of all, if you've been sending me your little suggestions and trades and stuff like that, and you have not gotten a response, I apologize, but it, it has been intentional. Yes, I see them. I have no no uh, desires to have those conversations yet. I got to get this play GM out the way. Then I'll then I'll entertain y'all conversations. You'll know what I actually want to do, what I want to see happen, and then we can go from there. It's gonna be a fun GM. Uh, I think so. I think so, especially with the incorporation of like. The GMs for other teams. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be fun. Because <laughs> I think we're harder GMs than uh these people might be because they don't know as yeah. much about the Mavericks. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't remember when we did the uh when we did the the trades with the Hornets during uh with our during the trade deadline thing we did with the network. <clears throat> like the 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 way people got excited about Mavs players was like really Okay. Yeah. Like I feel like we got away with something really yeah. good. <laughs> like, <laughs> Same thing with the, the Nets guy. Like both of them were excited about these trades, and I was like, "Okay, yeah." Hey, if it's you like, like it, I love it. Buddy said, "Throw Theo Benson <laughs> in." I was like, "Say less." Yeah. You, you sure? I gotta you get a second round, deal, brother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this will be fun. This will be fun. Theophilus. I got some good people. I got some good people. Um, I got some random people too, so we'll we'll see how, we'll see how this goes. Make sure y'all answer y'all Twitter that, like they listening to this. What the fuck? I told them like it'll happen within this week. Like we just need you to respond. I had one person say that they're gonna be busy. They they know they wouldn't be able to respond. And they gave me some suggestions, but I'm gonna defer to you on that. That it was a Suns person. Okay. I reached out to Zone of Sports and they said they were gonna be busy this week. So, um, what else we got? Rye B never responded. If y'all know Rye B from the Suns, um, I, but I've seen like his account has not been that active, so probably after that ass whooping. <laughs> I mean, I, I I was like, why can't I find a Suns fan? I was like, oh yeah, they probably all blocked me after <laughs> <laughs> the Sun series last year. Uh, it was funny. It was the it was a few teams I couldn't figure. I couldn't find a Nuggets fan either. I got we got a we got a reserve filling in, but. It was just a few teams that just couldn't figure out. Shall we move to the second rumor? We shall. It's not even a rumor. It's more of a thing that occurred this week. So first of all, <laughs> all right, shout out to Tim Cato uh, putting in that work as always. But he put out an article that led to some bad aggregation. Uh, he put out an article, and in that article, he suggested that the Mavs should tell Kyrie that they will not work out a sign of trade for him. Now, this was aggregated as saying the Mavs have no desire to work out a sign and trade. This is not the case. This was simply Tim Cato saying the Mavs should go in with this mindset of not working out a sign and trade. However, translations go out how they go out. Um, I disagree with Tim Cato's approach. That's not how that's that's not good business, in my opinion. Um, in any way, 
And it's the type of business that led to Jalen Brunson walking for nothing in every way. The Mavericks problem, in my opinion, has been their un- inability to understand what player empowerment actually means. It means you don't get to strong arm anybody into doing anything anymore. One way or another, you will get fucked if you're moving that way. So they played around with Jalen Brunson because they wanted him to be tradable. And then Jalen Brunson walked on them, right? So if they, the first piece of this is what he suggested, I got to disagree with. If they go to Kyrie and say, we will not work out a sign and trade for you, what what do you think Kyrie just says? Okay, I'll stay. Is that? Yeah, you might you might get that from some guys, but but not Kyrie. And even like Aiton, for example, <laughs> look at that DeAndre Aiton situation. What happened? He was hooping on that finals run. He wanted his money. They said, "Go get somebody else to pay you." He did. They paid him. He's getting his money, but he has not been the same player since. Mentally, he's not happy. Because y'all play with him, because players' feelings matter. How do you feel about we? If you hate your job, you gonna do your job the way you were doing it. If you love your job, probably not. I don't. <clears throat> I don't. So, best case scenario, I guess, if you're trying to use this as a ploy to get him to stay, best case scenario, he takes a massive contract to stay with us, and then he asks for a trade. So then you trading them anyway, right? Or are you just going to force them to play for us or have him sit at home and not play and collect checks and keep us from making transactions? Like, what do we, how, how do we have leverage in that situation? The thing, the thing is, I agree with what you're saying, but I also agree that they shouldn't facilitate a sign and trade, but I don't agree with the, Huh? But that's my thing. Like, I would not say that that's my preference. It's not my preference. No, but I always say this. And <clears throat> you look at signing trades in NBA history, you're never getting back value in Look's a signing trade. Huh? Down for the Hornets, I think. What you mean? The Kemba signing trade. Was that oh the Terry Rozier thing? Yeah. At the time, that didn't look like value, but it looked stupid because he was the face of their franchise. But yeah. I would say, in it, hindsight, it worked. It out. In hindsight, it worked out. Um, you're never really going to get value as opposed to like if you just regularly trade someone in a in a season. True, because you have you're you're not dictating, you're not getting the best deal, you're getting the best deal with one team. Right. Uh you're not able to like get start a bidding war, basically. Right. So in that case, I would rather have the cap space. I don't I'm not sure how much it is. I think it's between like 18 and 30 million or 19 and 30 million. 25. I would probably rather have the cap space, but I could see why some people wouldn't because why would you trust the Mavericks with cap space at this point? Like say, uh, he wants to go to the Lakers and we get D'Angelo Russell and Jared Vanderbilt back. 
Is that really going to take us over the top? Absolutely not. But it might be better than anything the Mavs can facilitate on the free agency market. So I get that. Right. Um, in the case of a Phoenix Suns deal, I don't want a DeAndre Aiden back. He's got a lot of money left on that contract. I don't think his value around the league is very high right now. <clears throat> um, and I just, I, I think that's a terrible downgrade. If it's the Miami Heat, I think a Duncan Robinson would be involved. <clears throat> Outside of that, like, what, what, what the fuck are we getting from Miami? Honestly, what are we getting from the Clippers? Honestly, I would rather have the cap space. But I will also rather just have Kyrie stay. But, you know, um, but Kyrie isn't a guy you want to tell, yeah, we're not going to facilitate a sign and trade because he might have been thinking about staying. And now it's like, now I'm not staying. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I, you got little cousins? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I had a little sister. I think everybody got little cousins. I mean, not, no, not, not everybody got little cousins, man. Okay, all right. Somebody got to be the little cousin. That's like, true. That's true. Somebody got to be the little cousin, but that's true. Uh, you like my little sisters? Like, if you had the option between, you know, you know, she's gonna do whatever the thing is, right? She's she's gonna close the door on her way out. But now her big brother then told her close the door, and she don't feel like she don't like being told what to do. So now she's just gonna leave the door open. Yeah. That, that's that's what you're dealing with here basically <laughs> so why 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 even plant the seed of not closing the door it's like you are basically like you are already about to do something but now you're telling me to do this and it's like right. i don't want to do it no more yeah like i don't like being told let me make the decision on my own like this this might be a bad analogy um in my relationship in my my previous relationship okay there were these like Halloween themed flowers or something. And my girlfriend really liked Halloween. I was already going to try and get them for her. But then she hit me with a, oh, I want you to get me these. And then tried to make it seem like, oh, but I know you're not going to get it. Well, now I'm not getting them because now I don't want to get them. Because it's like, you just, I was already going to do it. And now you're telling me to do it, but also making it seem like I won't. So now I don't want to. Shout out the uh never mind. Um my mom is good for that. My mom went blank. High Smith. Yeah. He would, yeah. Yeah. Um, my mom is good for that on Christmas. Like, I already know what she was like. All right, I'm gonna get it this vacuum cleaner. You know what I mean? She'd been complaining about a vacuum cleaner for months. I'm gonna get the vacuum cleaner. So then we start getting to Christmas. I would really love for y'all to give me a vacuum cleaner. It's like, don't I told you I got it. Told you I'm good. I, I don't need those suggestions. I got this. Relax. Like, no, nah, it's like take your take your vacuum cleaner shit. Yeah, the Kyrie thing is is tricky. You really have to be careful with how you handle the situation with a guy like Kyrie. It's relationship management, and that's what we suck yeah. at. <clears throat> we suck at. It's why we brought in a players coach. We got a GM that has good relationships with players, but we still we still. And again, this is Tim Cato. Let me make that clear. Tim yeah. Cato this has nothing to do with the Dallas Mavericks front office at this point. It's just like everything around the Mavs is questionable. You would think, oh, we want them to have the cap space, spread that money around, add some nice pieces to this team. Maybe you could find yourself a diamond in the rough and free agency like a Bruce Brown or, or something like that, like a steal on a really good contract. 
But the Mavs don't make good moves in free agency. Like history has shown that whether they had money or not. Scouting department, trash. Trash, garbage. Um, you would think, yeah, do a sonetry, but what are we really getting back? What if we're getting back contracts to, to match up with what we give Kyrie? But then these contracts are too long. These guys don't have value. We can't move off of, off of them. Yeah. Then, <clears throat> and here's then, the thing. Like, I don't say, like, I'm not saying roll over and do it. I'm saying yeah. there's no point in even saying what you will or won't do. Exactly. Like, you gain nothing by by di- trying to dictate anything. Yeah. Be what he's going to do and be prepared to react however that goes, which is what we're going to do at the end of this podcast. Um, okay. And we're getting close to it. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, the, <clears throat> the second piece of that is, you know, it's out there and it's been aggregated as if this is what the Mavs have said. Have not seen any Kyrie reactions yet, but you know he sees stuff because he went live the other day to address rumors. And you just you just gotta wonder like what does that what does that do to his mind? He not the people, oh the, the Mavs didn't say it. it was, it's okay, but some sources said that the Mavs did. So Kyrie, not exactly the guy I've seen do his research and then react. Yeah, uh, he'll see a cover, you know, of a something that looks interesting and post about it without actually seeing it, you know, things like that. <laughs> so uh I don't know if y'all heard, but but I have. So, you know, you just don't want you just don't want stuff like that out there in the ethos. But it is what it is. At the end of the day, he's going to do what he's going to do. I personally have not said I have said what my preference is. Do you remember what I said my preference was? No. Okay, cool. I said it once early on in the process, but I have not said it again. And I will not say it again because I I don't want to tempt fate. I don't want to jinx nothing. I'm trying to keep a clear head. No preference. And that's also why I want to do what we're going to do at the end of this podcast, because I don't want either of us making that decision. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> I don't want either of us making that decision. <laughs> um, shall I move to the last piece of this? When you say your preference, you're talking about like a team? To... No, what happens with Kyrie? In general, okay. In general. I have not said what I want to happen. Yeah. I said it once a long time ago, but... Even then, I was reluctant to say it because I, I, I don't want to debate people about that. Um, last thing. Now, I did not follow up on this, so this might have been the same thing as the Cato situation. But another report did come out saying that the Mavs do not want D'Angelo Russell in return if they did do a sign and trade with the Lakers. Again... I came across this as well. I have multiple thoughts. I'll let you go first. Um, if this is true, um, I don't blame them. <laughs> but your options aren't. You're not really in a position to be doing that. Like, in any way, you don't want D'Angelo Russell, but he wants to go to the Lakers. Now, who do you take? You're not getting Austin Reeves. Who are you going to get? Jared Vanderbilt, what, Malik Beasley? If you're losing Kyrie Irving, replacing him with D'Angelo Russell is probably as best you're going to get, to be quite honest. So if this is... Even if you look at the free agency market. It's not much in the free agency market that's going to replace Kyrie production. So 
it's kind of like what you said. You're, you're not in a position to be saying what you will and won't do or what you want and don't want. Because nine times, because really, if we're being honest, all the cards are in Kyrie hands. Yeah. He has all the power. Yeah. And he's and an unrestricted free agent. And I don't know. I don't know if they could do a three-way. Damn. I don't know if they can make it a three-way deal. If they don't want Russell, they can like flip him to a third team. I don't know. If hey, that's I'm pretty sure they could. But either way, either way, like you said, it's not something that you should be saying. Yeah. That needs to be in the negotiating room. If, if that's how you feel. But even then, so if I look at it just from a simply from a basketball perspective, there's been a lot of talk about Luca does this and that with player, like players play better around Luca, et cetera, so forth. I don't know how true that is, but what I can tell you is true is players with bad shot selections play better with Luca. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's a proven fact. That's a proven fact. With strong volumes of evidence. Because D'Angelo Russell is better than Tim Hardaway Jr. And Tim Hardaway Jr. has top five worst shot selection I've ever seen in my life. One of the the worst, and I've watched him... Like shot selection compared to skill. Yeah, watching me a very long time. Terrible, terrible decision maker. But very efficient when he's paired with Luka. Jesus, imagine D'Angelo Russell and Tim on the same team. Spencer Dinwiddie. Outside of Luka, efficiency was in the gutter. Next to Luka, efficiency through the roof, and nobody can explain it. And I've seen people that love to break down the numbers struggle to understand why Spencer (laughs) Dinwiddie is shooting 40% for three beside Luka Doncic. They can't do it. The calculator ain't working. It's an anomaly. Does not compute. <laughs> the answer is going to give your fucking computer a virus trying to figure that shit out. The answer is there. It's there. So if I have one type, one player archetype that I'm going to be willing to see it, I got to see it through my boy before I can say it's a no. That's the exact archetype. A guy who has shown flashes of being able to shoot the basketball, but takes a lot of stupid shots. If I put that person beside Luca, the history shows me that person might become an efficient player. Now, one of D'Angelo Russell's problems is that he thinks he's him, but that's pretty much who these players are, right? Tim thinks he's him. Spencer Dinwiddie thinks he's him. That's why I thought he probably needed to go soon when we traded him. Because he was on podcast talking about, I still think I'm that guy. And I was like, yeah, he's going to be a problem eventually. Facts. And we got him up out of there. But, um, yeah, I'm not ready. Like, I, I understand D'Angelo Russell, bad shots, bad shot selection. Not as good as the money he's probably going to be getting in year one and two. Maybe year three would. Maybe he's not here by then. But regardless, that player archetype is one I'm willing to see through when it comes to playing next to Luka. And that's all I got to say about that. So, I mean – Looking at Kyrie's current contract, uh, he's it depending on what the what money he gets, he might be getting more. Who knows? Uh, a deal will probably be the, the people involved in the deal will most likely be Malik Beasley, who ended up being out of the rotation, Jared Vanderbilt, who kind of worked his way a bit out of the rotation a little bit, and D'Angelo Russell. It's going to be around those three guys. We might get all three, we might get two of the three. That's if it's the Lakers. Right. 
two of those guys have bad shot selection. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and one of them is a, I like Jared Vanderbilt. I take Jared Vanderbilt on the Mavericks. I think he's perfect for the team. Almost perfect. Not completely perfect. But I think he fit well. He's kind of a four that we're looking for. Uh, the athletic, yeah. 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 But three shot chuckers around Luca, that's kind of weird. If three shot chuckers are around Luca and they all shooting efficiently, we they gonna have to start <laughs> running some tests. <laughs> um yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I again I haven't dug into much because I'm about to play GM. I'm ready to ready to sit down with yeah. the entire NBA and, and figure this out. But there it is. That's that. That was the last thing. Is there anything I missed as far as excuse me, things you've seen come up during the week that we should address in any way? Uh no, I feel like we talked about all of them. These were the main three things, especially the sign and trade thing along with the um the D'Angelo Russell thing. Okay. Uh well by the way, we're recording this during game seven of the Easter Conference Finals. <clears throat> I personally don't mind recording during the Eastern Conference Finals because I'm not a fan of either of these teams. I want it over. Uh, I have a preference, but I'm not going to be hurt either way. Ready for these finals. <clears throat> but y'all know what time it is. It's Mav season, and it's outside of play GM season, and it's closer to the draft than we usually do it. But we are planning to do it this coming week. Should be fun. Uh, I have compiled a list of GMs for every single team except the Suns, but we're gonna work. That's on not that. a beef thing. It's just we haven't found the <laughs> Suns person yet. Uh, we're gonna try to secure a Suns person here in the next day or so. But as we sat down to try to figure out what we we're gonna do to play GM, there was a decision that's not in our hands that I don't want in my hands. I don't want to make this decision uh, as a Mavs GM. I don't want us to be able to have the, the, the ability to be the person to make that decision. I don't know if either of us would make the same decision. And it's, it's going to heavily impact the way that our offseason goes. So what we determined is that neither of us will be playing the part of Kyrie Irving in this year's Mavs outsiders play GM. When the other person is playing GM, neither of us is going to be Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is going to be played by a quarter. To be more specific, it's a Bessie Coleman quarter, uh, part of the the Women of America series. Uh, As a quarter collector, I actually need to put this one back in my. The my fuck chart. did you become a quarter collector? I've been collecting quarters since 1999, my boy. Like, I have like the whole. You gonna make me pull out the binders? Oh, I'm doing it. <laughs> so I have an aunt. Really, my mom's cousin. She uh she has like a big Christmas party every year at her house. And 
we used to do a gift exchange. And one year, my aunt got me in the gift exchange, my mom's twin. And she got me this. First quarters of the United States. You remember the quarters of the United States? And, and, and I filled that hoe up. I used to have them. I had something like that when I was a kid, but it was a time. I, I didn't fill it up. I had a lot of them, but I wanted to buy a video game and I needed some extra money. So I've definitely used these quarters before. <laughs> I filled it back up. And then I got the National Park joint. Because we got the National Park quarters. Okay. This hoe is not quite filled up. Okay. It's a placeholders in there. But I got a lot of them. Um, there's also the National Territories book. It's a little bit smaller. I could have grabbed it, but I didn't. It's like a six, a six or eight of them. That one's that's still in there. Uh, but now we got the Women of America series just started, I think, last year. Uh, so, yeah, I've been collecting them lately. But uh, anyway, I got this Bessie Coleman quarter, and this Bessie Coleman quarter is going to be playing Kyrie. So here's how we're going to do this. I'm going to do the coin flip. The first coin flip is going to be to determine if Kyrie stays or goes. We determined it was going to be a 50-50. Kyrie stays, Kyrie goes, right? Just one flip? Yep. So here we go. This could be very anticlimactic. Yeah, because if he stays, then there's no reason to flip anything else anymore. If he stays, he's that's that. If he goes, we're going to have to go do some more flips. Now, question. Okay. This one flip is for both of us. Yes. Okay. So that way we're, we're dealing with the same situation. Okay. Or did you want to do it? Do you want to have No, it? no, no, no. Okay. No, that's fine. that's fine. Yeah, I want us to both be dealing with the same situation because it could drastically change our what we're able to do. Yeah. You ready? Yep. All right. Uh... All right. Heads, Kyrie stays. Tails, Kyrie leaves. Final answer. Final answer. Make sure the head look normal. All right. Hopefully, y'all can hear this in the mic. I hope y'all can hear the, the, the Harvey Dent in the mic. <clears throat> Heads, he stays, right? Heads, he stays. Tails, he's gone. Can we, can I, I can't see that shit, man. Is that is that a head? That, that looks like a head. That's, That's a head. head. <laughs> Best two out of three. <laughs> oh man, that's no fun. Wait, did we? Did you not want to stay? No, I did. I mean, I'm just saying, like that's. Well, actually, it is kind of fun because now it means we don't have the money to work with, so we got to build the team in, in other ways. So so we're we going with it. Here's he stays. Here's he stays. So there it is, folks. Kyrie has made his decision. He's staying in Dallas. <laughs> Stressed now. I was looking forward to having some cap room. I'm not going to lie. I, I, was, I was also looking forward to the cap situation. Um, I might have spent all this week getting GMs together for no fucking reason. <laughs> I mean, we still gonna have to make trades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know what the fuck we 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 gonna do. <laughs> oh man, it's about to be rough. Okay. I restand, folks. You heard it here first. Mavs outside is exclusive. Bessie Cole McWhorter says he's staying. And Bessie don't lie. Shout out to Bessie. Anything else we miss? Um, let's see. I don't think so. All right, so this week we're playing GM. Uh, if you are signed up as a GM. Uh, there's a few Mavs fans in there. Um, I know one of my followers got her husband, who's a Cavs fan, to beat our Cavs guy. Uh, he's not really on Twitter much, but he responded when I mentioned him. Okay. So he should be good to go. Should be fun. Should be fun. I mean, I'm looking forward to see. Now that I know we're both back to this financial corner, it's going to be, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun. Looking forward to it. I was looking forward to having cap space, but at the same time, it, it's fun knowing I gotta actually get into my GM bag and yeah, maneuver out it. So that's why I wanted to do it that way. So neither one of us could really get what we wanted. Yeah. All right, there it is. Uh, I think that's that's gonna be it for for the uh, the Mavs outsiders this week. Next week is the big one. <clears throat> Man, is anything coming out this week? Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. Shit. I don't have my calendar updated, so. Whew. Yeah, Spider-Verse, that's a big one. That's a big one. All right. I, ain't, I, I, I could sit here and just watch this game and talk in the background for a while, so <laughs> rather than do that, Reese, you don't got nothing else to say. I ain't got nothing else to say. Kyrie is here to stay. Bars. Thank y'all for hitting play. A A. Oh, all, right, all right. All right. Okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Till next time. Peace. Peace. Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life. This message is brought to you by Colaguard. Colaguard is a one-of-a-kind, non-invasive colon cancer screening test. The test kit is delivered right to your doorstep, so you can collect your sample in the privacy of your own home. There's no special prep, no need for time off, and no changes to your diet or medication. Your Cologuard collection kit comes with simple instructions. But if you have any questions, they have a customer care line you can call 24-7. If you're 45 or older, at average risk for colon cancer, ask your provider about Cologuard.
Cologuard is available by prescription only. Learn more at cologuard.com slash listen. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Start clean with Clorox. Because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well... Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.